instead of recording our previous funny jokes, maybe we can just cover the state of origin real quick. Yeah, Queensland was a bit one. of a joke. All right, moving <laughs> on. <laughs> uh, it's too soon still. Oh, yeah, I forgot you like the other team. Yeah. Yeah, unlucky. Uh, well, go for the Blues. That's crazy. If I have to go for someone, I also go for the Blues. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. This is really unusual. <laughs> oh, we were born. I feel like a minority at this point. <laughs> we were born south of the Queensland border. Which state have you been in more years of your life? Do you reckon? Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Heritage is important too. I think it may be Victoria by a year. Oh, a year or so, well, which would almost make him a Queenslander just for the sheer hate of New South Wales. Yeah, that's plus actually. all the years that the Storm were basically the Maroons team. Yeah, <laughs> we're <well>. talking <laughs> Billy Slater. We're talking Billy Slater. Slater Billy. <laughs> <laughs> There was that other fella from Northern Queensland. Yeah, he wasn't at the storm. Yeah. No, he wasn't. Um, but he was a maroon. <laughs> Correct. I believe his name was Jono. Uh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why we're not an NRL podcast. J- Jono Thirsty. True. Jono Thirsty. <laughs> He's so thirsty. <laughs> Are we recording? Yeah, unfortunately. Ooh. Oh. It'll never be the Rioli. Set up. <laughs> it's one for the um, Patreon members only. <laughs> yeah. Um, of course, uh, one of the tiers on our Patreon is that you get to sit in during the recording. Thousand bucks. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's which, a steal. Um, <laughs> it really is. It's probably maybe the two best hours of any given guest's week. Um, say, for example, we have, we have Zach sitting down the other end of the table right now. Say hi, Zach. We didn't give him. Hey, we mate. didn't give him a microphone. <laughs> so um, he was talking. Yeah, he, he, we promise. Um, we have multiple people paying the thousand dollars here. <laughs> Just to clarify, it is a thousand dollars a month, but you only get to sit in on one of the episodes that month. <laughs> so you can gamble and hope and hope you get a week that your team's winning, and we're not going to roast them. But well, unlucky. You don't want to get to the, the end case. of the month. And have missed your opportunity mm, for exactly, that month because exactly. there's no refunds, etc. We'll let <clears> you pick the week. You can pick the week, but you know, if you miss it, you but miss you have it. to pick it before the round. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're, we're not changing our schedules just because you've like messages at seven p.m. night of recording. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Tough biggies. Yeah. And that's just how it is. Um, there, there was an influencer, unironically, who was offering. For his, let's say, ten thousand dollar a month tier, mm. uh, you can message him on his private mobile number at any time, twenty four seven, once a Oof. month. <laughs> once. Now, th- does that once mean? Can I ask you one a question? <laughs> and you've received That's done. A, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Interesting. Auntie Donna also have a stupid level tier on their thing, where it's like you get. Oh, I got no good examples, but they have like three funny tiers for each of the fellas. Yeah. Um, With ours, of course, aren't funny. They're all entirely legit. Yeah. Take exactly. your money and let you sit in. Exactly. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> Check that was your little different. 
two-part action, and we'll let the viewers simmer for a second and uh, guess in their brains what. Guess in the it comments. Was. Yeah. Guess um, in the comments. We'll do like a Dora the Explorer thing. Do you know what the beverage was? <laughs> dun, 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 dun. That's right. Thunderbird, <laughs> no sugar. No, <laughs> you gave beer. it away. It could have been a pop top. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for playing, guys. Excellent. Me amo Dora. What's going on, everyone? We're here with episode number 17 of the Storm on the Beach podcast, talking about all things great and garbage from our sports viewing this week. What's going on, fellas? Uh, sorry, I need to look at my notes for what is going on. Um, give me a second. Excellent. Matty, what's going on? Oh, what's going on? As one of the fellas, <laughs> I will a- answer your question. <laughs> you uh, beautiful orator, you. <laughs> um, is that a real word? I believe it is. What does it mean? It means to orate. I'll <laughs> <laughs> rate you in a second. <laughs> <laughs> He's he's a ten, but he's on a local sports <laughs> podcast with two other white blokes. <laughs> two fifty. Two fifty out of ten. <laughs> That's right. We're superhuman. <laughs> now, how how was my week? It was it was pretty good. Um things are coming together. Um I'm everything's coming up, Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Not... they are. <laughs> Not particularly, but I'm I'm accepting the things I can't change <laughs> and dealing with them accordingly. Excellent. Yeah. He's ruled out surgical options for the things he shouldn't be changing. <laughs> um so yeah. Um what's going on, Isaac? Yeah, not a lot. Back yeah, in that's the office great. grind. Uh-huh. We've got one of our um paying Patreon members right here. <laughs> Hello, Samantha. For our $500 a month tier, you can bring Isaac dinner. <laughs> you can't eat it with him, but you will be able to collect That's the bowl. That's $750 a month. You, also, you can we take d- the rubbish away later. Yeah. We don't reimburse. Free of charge. Um, <laughs> don't give us your receipts. <laughs> Feel free to um, sell the rubbish on eBay afterwards if you'd like. Could be worth something one day. We might sign it just for fun. Maybe. Let's get a felt-tip pen out and sign one of these chopsticks. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of signing, I thought it'd be hilarious at the Salty Season gig on the weekend to just, like, sign people's shit without them asking. Excellent. Yep. So, I love people it. are so holding you, their beverages. You supplied your own pen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I have a pen in my bag for writing the set list. Yep, excellent. Uh, and so, I just walk up to someone holding a beverage, grab the top while they're still holding it, and then... Steady the ship and sign it, and be like, "Enjoy." (laughs) (laughs) Did you get to sign any chests? Uh, No, I declined. Uh, Uh, Not a lot of treasure around. (laughs) 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 There was some treasure, um, but it was all made on the stage. Ah, Ah, beautiful, beautiful. figurative. (laughs) Oh, that was beautiful, boys. uh, but Anyone yeah. else getting a weird vibe right now? <laughs> Underneath the fairy lights, heater on. Getting pretty toasty under here. Yeah, I might have to take off some layers in a second. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nelly, calm down. <laughs> Whoa, Nelly, if you will. All right, should we move <laughs> on to... Um, <laughs> I won't. <laughs> <laughs> move on to our first segment of the night, boys. The... Uh, Unofficially sponsored Super Butcher Butcher of the Week. Other butchers may be available. At this point in time, yes. 
Yep. Uh, we're still, unfortunately, not contractually obligated to any sort of butchery, um, <laughs> which at this point seems fucking outrageous, if you ask me. I know, right? 17 episodes in. We've given them... No sponsors. 17 shout-outs, <laughs> if not more, with the snagbaggers as well. It's, yeah. We could do, for your butcher, what Steph Curry did for Under Armour. Just saying. <laughs> mm-hmm. We could. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Sky's the limit. Potential's there. I didn't know Under Armour made anything else but compression wear until Steph Curry turned up. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, as their name would imply, Armour for Under. Uh, Maddie. Yes. Any, any nominations? I do have a huge nomination. Oh, okay. Mine's pretty good. So, I might do mine first. And okay. Then you can you go first. come over the top. Although it's alleged down the hugeness, so we'll yeah, see. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I've nominated myself. Oh. For not exercising for the past however long we've been off of basketball. At least six weeks, I think. Um, I'm very sore. It's Thursday evening. We play on a Tuesday. First grading game of the season. I'm incredibly sore. My whole body hurts at this point. But we won. We did win. So yep. It was a good um, win. No subs. Yep. They had two as well. So Yeah, yeah it was a good win. Um, yeah, your fitness really didn't get a break. No, but that's good. In in horse racing terms, I'll be better for the run. I'll strip fitter after that one. So in before he blows out something next week, <laughs> <laughs> come along and shoot me. Yeah, <laughs> in the middle of the court. Up to the glue. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, what's yours then, Maddie? That that's a bit rough. I feel, but funny nonetheless. <laughs> no, um, the alleged hugeness, I believe. Uh, Warranted? Warranted. Well warranted. Oh. Comparatively at least. Couldn't even search his name. I was so outraged. But uh, (laughs) as we all know, last night, 13th of July 2022, was the Game 3 decider of uh, the State (laughs) of Origin. Now, my uh, Butcher of the Week nomination is the bloke who plays for New South Wales passing it back into his own try line Two metres off the line on the first tackle under immense pressure. Was that near the end? Because I watched near the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. It was that, yeah, well, to be fair, the pass was fine. There was if, just no one there. If the bloke was a metre taller that <laughs> received the ball, or was it a different pass? No, no, no. This oh, is... Because there was like two th- other passes that I saw that got tackled into the try uh, zone. It, it wasn't great. It. No, yeah. no. This was the player one metre from his own defensive line on the first tackle, surrounded 5v1, Queensland to New South Wales. He could have gone down. Could have taken a tackle. And it would have been the second set. He turns around and throws it ankle height into his own defensive line, where it is immediately smothered and forced for another line dropout. (coughs) He yeeted it into the end zone like a quarterback. It was like way back in there. I was mulling over. Um, I I feel a little bit of sympathy, maybe. You know, should this should his origin career end? Should he never <laughs> play again? I think that's a little bit harsh. So perhaps uh, there needs to be a more fitting sort of uh, penalty. Perhaps <laughs> his father or mother uh, taken hostage until he learns how to correctly play <laughs> from the defensive line. Although, speaking of correctly play, 
I watched about 30 minutes of the game, the last 30 minutes, and there is some questionable shit going on both sides of the ball where you just like... You ever watched rugby league before? Oh, I don't because <laughs> I have this problem every time I actually sit down and watch it for more than five minutes. It's like not like there's like a like a small handful of players on the field who actually have decision making capabilities running through their brains, yes. and the rest of them are too concussed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like yeah, or just like passing the ball seems to be like I don't know one of the top three things they do on the field Probably. and they just can't do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they make it seem like an absolute mission to it's pass the ball. It's shocking. <laughs> if you couldn't handball or kick in the AFL... You wouldn't be playing. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's pass and tackle, basically. Yeah. So, so yeah. Look, confuses me greatly. Um, this is why we're not an NRL podcast because I would be sitting here absolutely <laughs> fucking losing my mind every single week. Um, this is true. Because we're, the game continues to always make no sense to me. Yeah, we may cover over a result when it gets into finals time. Yeah, uh, less AFL games, but we're not gonna we're not gonna be doing all of it. That's no. not a promise. I I will not promise to cover anything. It'll um, be underneath that. It'll be like down the bottom of the agenda. Yeah. Okay. Like way down there. Okay, cool. Probably after other news. I'm okay with that. All right. Um, uh, I don't think there's any action on the list. No. Just in advance, I think we should call the NRL news other other news. Okay. Yeah, cool. Sweet. (laughs) Just want to clarify how little I care about it. Fair enough. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no. Nothing to the list. Please don't stop listening to the podcast because (laughs) I hate NRL. Uh, nothing for the list. Could put St Kilda on there again, but yeah. not going to. Cause It'd be kind of rude at this point. What's the point? <laughs> Although, paid off for me this week. Yeah. Everyone You're that welcome. listened to the podcast last week and decided to tip against Isaac. Do what I said and tip against me. Yeah. Yeah. It's a free win. Exactly. It free was point. cash money is what it was. <laughs> not to spoil the game for later, but... Don't skip ahead. We'll get to it. We just did. <laughs> <laughs> just a little teaser. All right. Uh, round 17. Ooh, Time on. Let's go. Ooh. Fuck me. What was that? Sideways. <laughs> Is that one someone like r- rimming the edge of a glass with a wet finger? <laughs> <laughs> that's the horn down at the local field that's just run out of air. <laughs> I can do a run out of air. It's dented from a footy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Look, I'm just trying to keep it different. Um, really keep the viewers on their on their toes or the ear equivalent to toes. Um, given that this keep, is an audio medium, keep the listeners on their proverbial seats, <laughs> their their lobes of their ears, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> I've um I've just noticed something really nice about this training footy that we've got in front of us here. It's a yep. And, uh, you know, true blue Sharon, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Lubricate needle, inflate to 69 kilopascals. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's no accident. <laughs> <laughs> One or the other on its own, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you, like, I assume you have this here for to talk about it, or do you just... Uh, I just brought it out for the fun of it. Well, do you want to flex it now that you've mentioned it? Sure. 
Uh, so shout out my old man, dropping off a footy in the week because we're dog sitting their dog. Uh, he had this at his apartment and was never going to use it basically, but it was given it uh, from working at Metricon Stadium for the bump crew there. So setting up and packing up after games. It's a ball that the Sydney Swans left behind in 2019. Um, and because he's a Swans fan, the boys gave it to him. He also got a um, signed Suns jersey signed by all the boys there at, when he retired from working at Metricon. So that's pretty neat. That's somewhere. <laughs> that's very saucy. And the, 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 this ball has a very tasteful, fully gold Swans logo on it, yeah. which I I think is lovely. Nice finish. Wow. Yeah. Um. No one get any ideas when we take it for kick to kick at future Suns games. Yeah, exactly. Please, please, and thank you. Um, that'd be great. Now, time on. Yeah, we've already done the. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> One pound now, <laughs> it's been established. <laughs> the round kicked off at the Cattery with Melbourne visiting the Cats. A semi likely preview for this year's grand final, perhaps. Mayhaps. The very first centre clearance saw Geelong race forward and get Tyson Stengel an open running shot on goal, but he put it wide for a behind. Both midfields went hard for the next five minutes until they were able to dish up the ball to a wide open... Sorry, until the Ds were able to dish up the ball to a wide open Bailey Fritch on the run in their forward 50. He kicked the first major of the game, uh, keeping his goal per game streak this season alive. Melbourne's star-studded midfield generated more pressure for the second goal and set up Christian Petrarca for a... Sorry, Christ Petrarca for a big running goal on 50. The Cats started behaving more like their Savannah cousins, hunting in a pack and bringing down the Demons' defense for holding the ball. Gary Rowan riding the set shot through. Now, according to afl.com.au, Mitch Professor Duncan, shout-out community fans, then put Geelong in the lead for the first time in the game, uh, which I thought was weird considering I mentioned that Tyson Stengel point earlier, which was kicked uh, on from second 16, and then their lead, one-point lead, lasted until 6 minutes 55. Yeah, I'd count that as a lead. Yep. Yeah. Um, sort your stuff out, AFL. Yep, mathematically incorrect, AFL.com. Uh, and that's not the first... Uh, that's, that's not the last uh, time I... Uh, shit on them this week. I probably should have added them to the shit list, but I didn't want to spoil anything. Mm. He's coming for him. Good option. Now, um, Ben Brown was having absolutely none of that Geelong uh, lead, scoring his verse f- first for the night from the pocket. Um, but Cam Guthrie then said, whatever you can do, I can do better, uh, scoring his first from basically out of bounds in the pocket. Yeah, Geelong went into the break with a teeny tiny two-point lead. And they, a lead nonetheless, though. <laughs> Still a lead. Well, yeah, when I used the word lead, yeah, I wasn't being... It's twice as big a lead that they had for the start of the game. Now, mathematically, that lines up. <laughs> <laughs> I can't deny that. Um, now, if this year's grand final ends up with these two playing um, how they did on the weekend, I'll be watching very intently. The two sides traded two goals each in the second, both teams putting everything they had into the fight, tackling with intent and scoring some wicked goals. Um with Christ himself, Petrarca, doing no wrong and scoring his second goal on the run from 50, basically a mirror image of his first. Geelong managed to then extend the margin to a Beasley four points in the half. Now, if you keep in track mathematically, that's doubling their lead again. Quadruple what they started with at the start of the match. Yep. Which is, mathematically, you can't... (laughs) (laughs) You can't argue with that. Um, 
The third quarter saw dawn break on the fifth day. Uh, Gandalf and the Gary Riders of Rowan came, Rohan came over the fucking butchered that so hard. You know what? I'm just going to stop you there because I was like, earlier on you missed an opportunity. I might steal oh, this I was, for the next game. I was. But I'm so happy you got there. So, <laughs> I was just dribbling it in. I thought I'd get everyone thinking Lord of the Rings and then full ball at Lord of the Rings. Beautiful. And by full ball, I mean Gandalf and the Gary Riders of Rohan came over the hill and kicked the first for the quarter. In another tough quarter, we saw Max Holmes use his detective skills to find himself a goal and then Isaac Smith make it three in a row for the Cats. Uh, The Ds hit back with two to end the quarter, the margin extending to 12 at the final break. Now, that ends the streak of doubling every quarter. Um, If you're keeping track mathematically, that is now... Tripled. If you said tripled, that'd be right. Great God. (laughs) (laughs) See, I, I just... I wonder why they didn't simply fly the Eagles over the stadium <laughs> and, and drop the ball in the goals. <laughs> it's because Sauron would have seen the Eagles flying story. over. It's the ice sees everything. The whole thing is that the hobbits are small and worthless, so they yep they couldn't they, just they, jump on the West Coast Eagles and bring them into the cataract. <laughs> would have been too obvious. Given that their jerseys are like bright blue and bright yellow, exactly. it's quite obvious. Exactly. Yeah, honestly. Suicide. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, where were we? We, they, we extended the margin to 12. Um, the viewers at home may have got the maths right and said it was triple. Um, the Cats then almost made it through the entire game without their top three goal scorers for the season scoring, but Tomcat F14 Hawkins sent through a torpedo <laughs> to make sure he got on the board. <laughs> A push for the Demons then saw them get the next lot of opportunities, but they couldn't capitalise on the majority of them. They kicked two goals, three behinds in the next 12 minutes before Geelong could register uh, a single point, closing the margin to less than a goal before Geelong hit back. If my math was right, I think it was five points at that point. Um, But then Geelong hit back even harder with three goals to end the quarter and end a very entertaining game of footy. Final score, Cats (laughs) 12-19. Yikes. Jesus. 91 Ds. Nine nine six three. It have was banked them at twelve nineteen. They could have absolutely mauled them. No, I don't think. Given that this was the first game of the week, I don't think it was at twelve nineteen. Um, it would have been a, a nighttime game. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, no. With the scoreline twelve nineteen, uh, they really, they really could have done better. But yeah. also. Kicking like the swans. There were some spoilers. Shocking oh. misses <laughs> near the end from from the demons um, that normally they would they would have hit. Mm. So this game still could have gone either way. And I think if they do find themselves fi- playing in finals, hopefully the grand final, that'd be a really good game. That would be a good game. Um, mm. Yeah. Alrighty. Next game. Friday night footy. And the Sydney Cricket Ground hosted the rematch of the round three clash between the Swans and Bulldogs. Bulldogs winning that one by 11 points. Sydney was hopeful to secure their spot in the eight, whilst the Dogs were still scratching on the door at the edge of finals contention. Despite the Bulldogs' supremacy at centre clearances and winning the first one of the game, the Swans quickly scrambled and had the ball back their way. Sam Reid missing an early opportunity... But James rode his bottom into the forward 50, scooped up a loose ball and kicked the first goal of the match for the Swans. Sydney found themselves in formation early. 
the stars Franklin and Heaney helping to pile on five goals in a row before Cody started his started throwing his weight men around, fetching the ball for the dogs first. Joel Amati had the Sydney party going again with a big pack mark, kicking his second goal. And Jason Johannesson earned himself a free and made the Swans pay after Dylan Stevens had a Johannaful of his jumper. Nice crack. But Sorry. super cool guy Chad Warner answered back immediately with everyone loving his right curved banana. Sydney kicking 7-8 to the Bulldogs 2-1 and holding a 37-point lead at the first break. Came out uh, very strong. The Swans were soaring again early out from the break. This time Papley feeding his fourth score assist to Dylan Stevens for the first goal of the term. The Bulldogs finally bit back and wrestled away some momentum. Astro Norton couldn't get into his spacewalk, held onto in the goal square, but was awarded a free kick to slot his first. The Dogs started to get plenty of ball and were playing keepings off, working their way into three quick scoring opportunities, but unable, but unable to register major scores, until Waitman flexed on the Swans, curling in his second goal. The Bont got on his bike and socketed in the Bulldogs' third, but the Swans stayed grinding, with Mills breaking the Dogs' momentum and kicking a goal on the halftime siren, Sydney leading by 29 at the main break. Into the third, and Isaac was doing the Lombarda in the forward pocket, stepping clear of the defenders and putting a cleany finish through for his third goal. Now, for the un- uninitiated, what is a Lombarda? Uh, I believe it's a South American uh, quite sexual dance. Lots of stepping, lots of hip movement going on there. Ooh. Yeah. I've got a whole different perspective on that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, kicking his third goal and starting the second half scoring. Tall boy Tim English had a good read on the footy, taking the easy grab and bagging a snag for Isaac, myself. Spoilers for the <laughs> upcoming snag bag segment. <laughs> uh, Payne $1.91 anytime snag bagger, just quietly, not a big deal. That'll buy you quite a few snags. Almost an additional snag. <laughs> 91% of another snack. The Swans continued their dominance, kicking six goals to the Bulldogs three, with Papley kicking two goals after smearing his first four shots wide of the target, Sydney holding a lead of 49 points at the last break. Animal control must have been called in for the fourth quarter, with both teams combining for only three goals. Justin McInerney went as close to tops off as he could, his jumper ripped all the way down to his belly button. <laughs> And he was trying to keep it on too. Look kind of ridiculous. <laughs> it was like stuck on the other side of the ground from the bench, so he couldn't really do anything about it. Um, Aaron Norton launched for his for the mark and blasted off with his second goal to start the fourth quarter. And Lance was back on his bike, leading into space, kicked his second goal. Liberatore wanted a piece of Chad Warner so bad he held his hand, but was immediately penalised. Warner dealing another blow to the dogs. Despite the inaccurate kicking... The Swans kept the Dogs leashed all game, completing the wire-to-wire win by 53 points. Sydney, 17-18-120. Western Bulldogs, 9-13-67. Yeah, this really surprised me. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think it was going to be that big. Thought it would be a much closer game. Yep. Um, Shocking. Uh, For the uninitiated, (laughs) wire-to-wire is basically leading at the end of every... That's what I was assuming, Um, and given that I already asked for a definition midway through, 
I was too scared to ask for another. <laughs> There's no shame in learning. Learn something new every day. Or two things, in fact. Oh. I'm flying. <laughs> On to the Pies versus North Melbourne for something I don't think anyone was expecting, except for maybe sad, self-hating Pies fans. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, Dan. Collingwood Collingwood had weathered the scorching suns and parked packed onto the bus back to Melbourne as they approached the northern suburbs kangaroos came hurtling towards them bucking the bus back and forth Darcy Cameron about the size of a big red jumped off and tackled the 201 centimetre tall roo sporting a keeper or is it a kipper Point is, it's the little Jewish cap. Sometimes a yarmulke. Yeah, I would have gone with yarmulke. They yeah. can wear both. Some don't. Wait, are there's two different ones. Yeah. You learn sometimes <laughs> three new things every day. Yeah. It was a um. I was getting really deep into Orthodox Judaism and hats, and I thought I can't be bothered. It's just not worth the joke, so I'll just pick one. <laughs> <laughs> Goldstein dominated the hitouts and had Mason Cox wishing he'd stayed in the States. Goldie was on fire, kicking mark, taking marks and kicking goals. <laughs> but Cameron wasn't finished just yet. He tangoed with the Rue, spinning and sending Todd round the corner and off to the shops, followed by a huge goal for the big man. Uh, that did come in the third quarter, but it was impressive. Darcy Cameron with a spin move, shaking Goldstein. Unbelievable. El- meanwhile, LDU, Anderson, and Simpkin paid homage to North's abattoir worker roots, carving up the Collingwood side in what can only be best described as shinbone spirit. The trio ended with 33, 33, and 31 disposals, respectively. Ooh. The unlikely combo of butchers and kangaroos proved overwhelming for Collingwood as their onslaught continued. Much to the surprise of fans, the Kangas hadn't folded after the first quarter. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty delightful, not going to lie. Atop the team bus laid Sidebottom and the Dacos brothers with spotlights and hunting rifles. They were disposing of ruse with precision and class, ensuring the safety of the team on board. With only minutes left in the second term, Steele jumped down to assist the boys and lined up a massive goal. Um... It was unreal. Like, side bottom, probably from basically, I don't know, maybe just about halfway, with a rubbish kick, absolutely nothing in it, just mastered something up, ran the whole field off a perfect kick, collected it again, shook the Ruse defenders, and then belted it from outside 50. Mm. Pretty nice goal. You got any of those sort of highlights for the Kangaroos, or? Not really. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait a, wait a, wait a <laughs> punch him. But the Ruse were leading by three goals at half time. Hmm. We'll fi- yeah, we'll definitely file that under things nobody expected. Unfamiliar territory. Yeah. Sadly. Yep. But don't skip ahead. <laughs> <laughs> the third quarter saw a 198 centimeter Savlaki, cursed with human consciousness and feeling, kick himself five total goals. <laughs> And behind the scenes, Ben Mackay may as well have had nets for hands, bagging up mark after mark. 
The Roos go into the fourth and final term, 26 points up at the G. Huge. Huge. <laughs> and uh, we don't talk about the final quarter. <laughs> North Melbourne, 81. <laughs> Collingwood, 88. <laughs> no, but North I think we should touch on that final huh. quarter, yeah. <laughs> In all seriousness, there really isn't much to say. The Pies had 10 scoring opportunities to North Melbourne's one, securing five goals and five behinds. Ooh. The real sad, sick, twisted joke here is David Noble slumping his shoulders as he heads off, dismissed by the ruse, just to hear the boys shout out to him. Hey, Nobes, just kidding about the season. We actually can play for <laughs> <laughs> uh, The thing is, though, can they play footy or did Collingwood forget how to play footy for three quarters? You could argue a little bit of both. Yeah. Colling- Collingwood were a little bit sloppy. Yeah, okay. Uh, accuracy not being huge. But no, North Melbourne. North Melbourne easily their best game of the season. Mm. In round set, why? Why wait till round seventeen? No one knows. Why not? <laughs> 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 um, I mean, yeah, like uh, with Anderson, Simpkin, and um, LDU, as I believe people, you know, that compiled the list were probably hoping would happen. They just put together a masterful uh, midfield something clicked yeah hmm. yeah okay um, it, they're a team built to run down the corridor and they can do it well but they just don't do it hmm look Larky is very lucky that he had a good game like a very good game I will say yep. five goals yep but if he didn't have a good game and all over social media was him doing a Rafael Nadal impression he would have got ripped into, you know, how about a bit more time on the training paddock and yep. not in front of the mirror doing your Rafa impersonation. Yeah. Um, but yes, maybe maybe he should do that before every game. <laughs> Might help. I missed this impression. It was decent. I, I missed it too. I've it got was no decent. What's going on? Yeah, you have because Matt doesn't actually follow North Melbourne Football Club on any social media. <laughs> <laughs> I try to keep up. When Noble got sacked, um, there were like threads and posts going up on forums, left, right, and center, and it was mostly just people making fun of the club. So <laughs> it was a little hard to get through the North uh, news this week. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, just this week. <laughs> it's only been tough this week. Yeah, yeah. News. lots of positive news in previous weeks, I think. Yeah, well, I would say... <laughs> my my opinion regarding Noble, I, I fall into the group of... You're skipping ahead. This is in the agenda further down in I'll AFL ju- News. I'll just touch on it quickly. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a nice, he's a nice guy, but he's not a good coach. Leave it at that. The listeners are rioting because we're... S- All over the segmenting place. Segmenting segments. <laughs> <laughs> like a mandarin. (laughs) 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 Mandarin. Uh, (laughs) We're about as consistent as the uh, Iron Man 3 alleged villain, Uh the mandarin. (laughs) (laughs) I had no idea where you were going because I I forgot that movie existed. (laughs) For good reason. Keep it that way. um, The mandarin... Garbage and only saved by his portrayal in was it Doctor Strange? No, Shang Chi. I Kevin, haven't seen that one. Okay. Oh yeah. He's like t- ten, fifteen minutes of screen time in that for comedic relief. Excellent. And 
as he should be, comedic relief. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. Like yeah. The not bad. the Mandarin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well he, no, he is the Mandarin. He, yeah, but like, like, like the actor, man. Yeah, yeah. Ben, ben Kingsley, he's brilliant. But yeah, he's great. When you <clears throat> when you give someone nothing to work with, <laughs> <laughs> so you can't create or destroy matter. <laughs> <laughs> He was handed nothing, and he gave nothing back. It's a simple equation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next game, boys. Oh, sorry. Sam. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> Saturday, Arvo, back at the solarium. Why are you talking like that? <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Walker. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> Dark and light. One third of One the podcast. Pound fish. <laughs> God damn. One third of the podcast had boots on the ground. Uh, myself, accompanied by two of our faithful listeners. You know who you are. And a couple of non footy fans. I don't know who any of these people were. Can I um, be informed? Uh, sure. Yep. Dan, Dan and Zach. Faithful yep. listeners. Wankers. Uh, oh. Sean and Harry, non-football fans. Both wankers. All of whom did not attend um, Salty Seasons gig on the weekend. <laughs> They're all on my hit list. Um, <laughs> second biggest gig ever to have sold at Vinny's. Could have been the first biggest if all the boys turned up. Second biggest gig in Vinny's history or Salty Seasons history? Vinny's. Wow. Yeah. Is, wow. is that because they have more space as a venue now? It's because now their capacity is 200, yes. Ah. But yeah, yeah. contributes. Been, <laughs> there's been other gigs there. You had to do them <laughs> There's been other gigs there I hope, since. I hope you opened. were... We're not the second... I hope you were second biggest by only five. <laughs> <laughs> and we would have tipped you over the edge. <laughs> well, by four. I'd be mad. I'd be very mad. Anyway. Sorry. We were there to support the Suns in their, uh, in keeping their final hopes alive against the Tigers, who haven't lost on the Gold Coast since 2014. Wow. E.g., the Marbiol Chol revenge game. The weather was clear and the Suns were shining. Holman knew exactly where to be after putting in groundskeeping work this week, the footy finding him and kicking the first goal of the match. Shout out Holman Gardening. Makes quality products. Good uh, retractable hose reels. I need one of those. My hose is a spaghetti monster. All over the place. <laughs> yeah. Two-man job. Well, it's a long one, too. <laughs> it's a very long hose. Um, I see I see the jokes could be made here, but no, it is a long garden hose. <laughs> it's quite burdensome to use. It re- well, yeah. <laughs> Funnily enough. A bit too much, some may say. Yeah. Um, we'll leave it at that. Yep. <laughs> yep sorry. Marlene Pickett received a dream ball onto his chest right in front, 30 out from goal, to answer for the Tigers. It was suns out, guns out in two different ways. Marby or Chole kicking the Suns' second goal, while Tigers gun Tom Lynch missed his shot and was subbed out due to injury. Uh, I'm suspecting uh, broken ticker. No heart left in him. We booed the crap out of him <laughs> from the stands. And he disappeared immediately. So, see you later, Chief. <laughs> Stewie Jew will be rewalted with the Suns' defensive effort after Jack made an easy tap down to Shane Edwards, who strolled into the open goal square. 
Ainsworth recovered the lead for the Suns before the Tigers sunk in their teeth, kicking three in a row. Noah Cumber landing his first and second goal in the AFL going into the first break. Nice. Shea Bolton was back into his tool bag early, coming out of the break, kicking his second goal in the first 30 seconds. And Fiorini slotted the Suns' only goal for the quarter as the Tigers turned Predators and took hold. Bolton sniping his third into the backdrop of the setting sun before Jack was nimble and quick, smartly tapping down the ball to himself off the pack on the goal line and converting his first goal directly over his head. Another one of those bicycle-like kicks. Uh, mm. Tigers holding a 34-point lead at halftime. Uh, interesting note here for the fans. Noah Cumberland, so the sub that came on for Tom Lynch. Yep. Uh, kicked two goals three in the first half, registering scores from his five first kicks in the AFL. Wow, he really did Cumberland. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just me reusing your joke, but, yeah. <laughs> you know. Excellent. Appreciate that. No, that was exciting Credit to, to you. And him, sorry. I guess credit to yeah, him. Yeah, credit to him. Credit to And how Noah. good was the sunset? Behind the uh, four Oh, sticks. scenes. Tell you what, they had the saturation turned up on the cameras or something because it didn't look that great in person, but it looked pretty outstanding on the big screen. It was wonderful on yeah. the TV. looked pretty great. Um, Gold Coast has pretty good sunsets, just quietly. Yeah. Especially in winter. <laughs> but also the TV Rec 709 broadcast colour space is um, quite saturated. Yeah. So yeah. Not surprising. Yeah. Disappointing. But they do still look pretty good here. Yeah, oh, they do. Although, we don't need any more people to move up here, thanks. It's <laughs> so shit here. I think it, like, rained this week a little bit. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not... It's just terrible. Yep. In winter, yep. especially. Like, the, it just rains all the time. A yep. lot of bugs. Uh, the sun's never out. A lot of bugs. Um, pretty cold. Kind of yep. windy. Kind of windy. Not Everyone's good. daily drive is a raised Ford Ranger with basic lights that are basically high beams. Yep. And... Uh, Sometimes Shoot straight into your mirror. Yep. yep. And sometimes they just come and T-bone you for no reason. Mm-hmm. So. so up and until then that point, you. we had all been joking. <laughs> that is that very real. Two lies and a truth. <laughs> <laughs> We're full. <laughs> uh, I, I believe there was, uh, I want to say, 18,000 people there. Nice. 16,000 the week before for the Collingwood game. I reckon like 14,000 of them were Richmond fans. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of yellow and black. All right. Uh, Richmond got off to a cracking start in the third quarter. Jack Graham extending their lead to 40 points before Gold Coast was able to wrestle back some momentum. The stars of the Suns kicking three in a row. Ainsworth getting a 50-meter penalty gift to give him his second goal. Tuke Miller finishing off the Suns' forward 50 pressure and Troll taking a slips catch to convert into his second goal. But Jake drove a dagger into the arts of Suns fans, putting a stop to the momentum with his first. Oya had Suns fans cheering again, but the Tigers clawed back momentum right before the last break with Rewalt's second goal, Richmond holding a 28-point lead. Into the fourth, and the Suns weren't ready to swallow another loss just yet, David opening the scoring for the Suns. Mr. Anderson was also wanting to force this game to be the anomaly of Richmond's record at Metricon. Noah kicking his first goal. Rewalt was sick and tired of the Suns' push, wanting to finish them off, slotted his third goal from the pocket, re-extending the Tigers' lead to 23 points. But it wasn't the end of the Suns' day yet, Sam converting a free-kick opportunity to breathe life back into the Gold Coast, bringing the deficit down to 17 points with seven minutes left. 
As hard as a few sons tried to throw the game away with errors, there was lots of slipping and handballs and kicks just going to absolutely no one but Richmond. A lot of walking from yeah, a lots Mr. Of walking. Levi Casbolt. Yeah, big the unit. tough to run jeans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah. Charlie Ballard will be sung about for years to come, laying a massive smother and changing the tune of the game, getting a touch on what was a gimme goal for Castagna. Richmond did themselves no favours, slapping the ball out of Matt Rowe's hands, awarding him 50 metres and a timely goal that got the Gold Coast fans rocking. The deficit down to 11 points with just less than four minutes remaining. The tide had well and truly turned and it was all flowing towards Gold Coast's end. Ainsworth lined up for an important set shot, but Suns fans had their hearts in their mouths as he left it out to the right with two minutes to go. Cometh the man, cometh the moment, Marby or Chol, getting out the back of the pack, almost tripping over himself but managing to get boot onto the ball to kick his third and get his revenge on his old team, bringing the score back to within one kick with one minute remaining. The Suns surged the ball forward again, scrambling into the left pocket. Holman was collected and snapped across the face to Day, who plucked the mark beside the behind post with 30 seconds remaining. But he did the team thing and squared up to the one Noah Anderson, about 40 metres out on a 45 degree angle. The seconds ticked down as he walked back to take his run up. As he started walking in, the siren sounding was drowned out by boos from the Richmond fans and Noah approached the goal with the whole club season on his boot. Lucky for Suns fans, there's Noah blood in Anderson's veins, only ice, waltzing in, cool as a cucumber, taming the Tigers after the siren for the second time in club history, both under Damien Hardwick, and the 55th goal after the siren to win in VFL-AFL history since 1913. Gold Coast, 14-10-94, Richmond, 13-14-92. Sog it. Huge. Uh, the Suns haven't imploded just yet like they usually do after the bye. Uh, <laughs> hopes to play in September are still well and truly alive. There's a path. so Especially with... Um, oh, I won't spoil it because it's the next game. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Uh, and the Suns now have the largest comeback win this season with 40, coming back from a 40-point deficit. Pretty large. Pretty large. Yeah. Uh, I was um, sound-checking and then waiting for... Korean fried chicken while this game was on, so I'm sitting there on the delicious KO with no, <laughs> no, no one else caring about footy because we're in Southport. Yeah, so there's it's well, it's actually in Chinatown where Vinny's is basically anyway. Mm-hmm. So not a single TV in sight. Korean fried nothing. chicken in Chinatown. Well, it's all Asian, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> Just to clarify, Matt's saying that I was not. Um, also, best fried chicken I've ever eaten in my entire life. Which shop was it from? I worked Chick-or. in that area, so. Okay. I think it was Chick-or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. So good. Took a while, though. They were busy, but mm. probably busy because they were insanely good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm standing there in line waiting for chicken. The only person in that postcode caring about food. <laughs> <laughs> but it was lovely. Thoroughly enjoyed that game. It was beautiful. Absolute mm-hmm. scenes at the ground. Yeah. Miracle on grass, some would say. <laughs> uh, the... The previous uh, Suns win against Richmond after the siren was Carmichael Hunt, NRL convert, yeah. up in Cairns. Mm. Mm. I was going to make fun of him earlier because he was in my mind because of all <laughs> because the of posts that. about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but decided not to because of the spoilers. For yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. But um, the next game, 
saw St. Kilda host Frio. Now, this is by far the shortest recap possibly written this week. It fits on, I don't know, two-thirds of my phone screen. But I have perhaps a nice anecdote. <laughs> it's all relative. So that <laughs> game, that, the previous game happened, this game, this game then happened, obviously, right? That's generally how the they passage usually, of time works. Yeah, they usually happen and then yep. another one happens. And, yeah, yep. so the, that the band that paid before us, I was already aware because we were talking about AFL beforehand, before the before the, the gig, that they were St. Kilda fans. Mm. And I made it very clear, very, very clear that I did not tip St. Kilda mm-hmm. and then wore my Hawthorne jersey. Nice. Um, and so we had a bit of banter going on. And in the middle of their set, I think just before halftime as they finished... Oh, maybe not the middle of their set. Just before halftime, um, they asked the crowd, what's the Frio, what, what's the St. Frio score? And they get very excited because they're winning. Yeah, okay. Um, and that is because St. Kilda dominated the midfield in the first half. They led centre clearances 10-2 to and then contested possessions 69-52. to 52. Nice. But... <laughs> <laughs> they then went off. And had to watch Salty Season. Yep. And also, I couldn't see him, but probably had KO open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And watched as they fell to pieces in the second half. Um, now, St. Kilda, even with those uh, stats from earlier, managed... Uh, sorry, Frio uh, managed to keep the uh, margin to only eight points, even though St. Kilda were absolutely mashing them um, in the centre. Nat Five had five disposals at halftime, um, which is shocking, right? Yeah. But he started up front. Mm. Second half, he was moved to the centre square. Um, big impact move, perhaps. Um, Frio turned the game around in the second half, and they kicked the first six goals of the third quarter before the Saints got two back. Uh, but then Michael Frederick ended the quarter by scoring Frio's seventh. Um, That's massive. For that quarter. Uh, the fourth quarter started slightly less dominant, though, for Frio. They only scored the first four before uh, Max King all? scored his second game, uh, second goal of the game. Um, but that was their only goal for the quarter. And then Michael Frederick once again put the full stop on the quarter. Um, and they won the game. Crazy. Saints 10-10-70, <laughs> Frio 17-9-1-1-1. Wow. Mm. Nat Fife ended the game with 21 disposals and three goals after... So that's, what, quick math, 16 disposals in the second half and three goals in the second half. Yeah. Uh, Michael Frederick also got three, and then another five Frio players got two each. So they shared the shared the load around. Shared the love. Um, I did see a photo of Nat on social media, possibly Instagram, and he was absolutely yoked in a Frio training camp this week. Yeah. <laughs> he was vascular as hell. Um, Drug test inbound, yeah, <laughs> or maybe he's got that potassium sodium situation on a on a perfect balance. Um, but also, I had been you know playfully playing around with lol St Kilda suck they're going to lose with this other band mm-hmm. um, called Jono's Mate Sheep, which is a funny name for a band too, right? It's pretty good quirky, you know. Um, and then turns out they had a couple of. Songs about red, white, and black, and emotional impact in certain family members, and then I felt kind of bad. 
<laughs> because I'd been talking so much shit about St. Kilda. And that's the end of the funny anecdote. Um, Pretty good. But at the end of the day, Frio got the last laugh though, didn't they? So, yeah. unlucky. <laughs> Setting them up to fail. Setting themselves up yep. to fail. Yep. Writing a song about St. Kilda. Yeah, because... I mean, Unless it's about them being wildly inconsistent. <laughs> <laughs> Could work. That'd be fun. Now, um, don't worry. I make up for it with my other recap. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is 12 pages long. <laughs> well, it was the Hawks one. So, it was <laughs> the first one I did. Chapters. I was I was fresh for the Hawthorne one. So. Yeah, could you tell I did the Gold Coast one first? It's my longest. Yep. Yeah. It, is, it is quite extensive. I just did it by yeah. memory too. Didn't even look at the replay. I assumed you. Okay, so if there's breaks. anything, if there's <laughs> anything, <laughs> anything wrong with that recap from Matt, uh, from sorry Isaac, um, you heard it here. He Let did me know. it from memory. <laughs> um, so please don't send him any emails to Isaac dot at gmail dot com. Um, don't do that. You won't get anywhere. I don't. Think <laughs> I, I don't think that's even his email address. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> You'll right. get someone, but it won't be this Isaac. Yeah, true. Let's get down to the Port Sydney game. Not at the SCG. Played on Saturday. Correct. Greater Western Sydney. I don't know why you're saying usually either. SCG. For yeah, <laughs> one odd thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's one for the Patreon supporters. Isn't that right, Zach? <laughs> He's given us a thumbs up. He's All talking, right. but our microphones are so good that you can't hear him. Just completely noise isolating. Yep. Greater Western Sydney looked like a bunch of kids with social anxiety who were pressured by their abusive fathers to play a real men's sport because wearing a dress at four years old and signing up for indoor volleyball were bad enough, but crossing your legs on the couch was the last straw. In an attempt not to upset your father any further, Greater Western Sydney did their best impressions of looking like they're playing AFL while safely maintaining a one-meter bubble around themselves at all times. Really worried with how much these kind of sound like your memoirs. Um. <laughs> <laughs> their bright orange colour, rather fitting, as there may have well have been a set of traffic cones out there instead. <laughs> <laughs> Despite David Kosh being the most unlikable human-turtle hybrid to dwell <laughs> the earth, <laughs> I've taken a liking to Port. Not the beverage, but the Adelaide Football Club. No fuck Port. Their home rally of never tear us apart is cool. I don't care what anyone says. And Charlie Dixon is the main tattered older brother I've always wanted. Whilst Pal Pepper is the thick Orlando bloom I've always craved. (laughs) How is he anything like Orlando bloom? He is in my mind. Your mind's a fucking weird place, hey. Full credit to Adelaide Sommelier. Pairing a sautéed <laughs> pal pepper in butters with a glass of port that had Connor's cheeks rosy, kicking three goals before halftime. <laughs> that's not bad. Oh, that's so good. Pretty proud of that one. Oh. GWS continued to fee-fi-fo fumble the game as the power surged towards a huge victory with their sights set on the top eight. Paul will be off to the pub for a cheeky port after this one, <laughs> while GWS head off to the US Marines training camp. Firstly, after a quick visit to Fort Worth to visit the grave of Lee Harvey Oswald, 
who could have taught them how to hit a target. Final score, Port Adelaide, 84, GWS, 29. It really wouldn't be a week of recaps without Matt throwing in at least one military Military reference. reference. Sort of, but mainly the... That's more the assassination, right? Yeah. What assassination? JFK by Lee Harvey Oswald. Uh, Matty, you wouldn't happen to have um, how the Giants achieved their 29 points written down, would you? Is it perhaps 29 behinds? (laughs) It's not far off. (laughs) Three goals, 11 behinds. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievably bad. Well done, Matty. Good recap. Do you know how to say that in Spanish? (laughs) If you said no bueno, (laughs) (laughs) you'd be correct. All right. And to start the Sunday slate, we headed up to the Sunshine State for the Lions to host the Bombers in the Storm in the Beach shoo-in of the week at the (laughs) 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 Gabatoire. I forgot about that. No. That was a unanimous vote by the boys <laughs> here at Storm. No spoilers. <laughs> oh. With a litany of changes for the Lions, it took a while for both sides to get rolling, taking 16 minutes to register the first goal of the match. Sam Draper hanging high for the grab and quickly playing on to snap the first through. Mitch Robinson levelled the scores, flashing a long bomb after bouncing up from a hard landing. But the lead didn't last very long, with not our mate Ben Hobbs landing a damaging blow. But Lincoln shot one right through, right back through the Bombers' McCarthy, drawing the teams <laughs> even <laughs> once again as the siren sounded, headed into the first break. The second quarter was the Kyle Langford show, and the Brisbane Lions were the wall that Kyle put his fist through. <laughs> <laughs> Langford landed the first goal. Brisbane hit back with Uncle Joe dancing his way into the goal square. Then Kyle came again. This time the big O took a screamer and converted. But guess who? Kyle Langford launched in his third of the quarter. Essendon finally kicked away with Shield breaking through Brisbane's defence. Then it started turning all right for the Bombers. Peter adding another to send the Bombers into halftime with a 16-point lead. The Lions pounced back, coming out of halftime and Darcy wanting to defend home fort, opening the scoring. The Big O once again had Lions fans screaming with pleasure, bombing in a wobbling goal to reduce the margin back to five points. Essendon showed off their own firepower, Dyson Heppel sucking up the crumbs and converting, then Peter had the right delivery for him, again to slot his second. Lincoln McCarthy will soon be president of the club, kicking two of his own, but they were between Wright's third and fourth goal, giving the Bombers a two-goal lead at the last change. Langford featured again for the Bombers, opening the scoring of the fourth quarter with his fourth goal, a career high. Charlie Cameron had the celebratory chips out, finally getting on the scoreboard. The Lions coach will be happy with Carter, Michael, putting in a beautiful finish for his first AFL goal. But the Bombers were more than happy to go blow for blow in this contest, Essendon landing another heavy right through Peter. Eric had his hip three wood working well, laying up for a clean finish, and Cam wanted the Lions to rein her on the Bombers parade, bring the deficit back to five points. But Lockie Neal couldn't quite bring the Bombers to their knees, missing his snap for the lead. 
With the siren sounding and the Bombers already accomplishing their mission of an upset at the Gabba, Matt Guelfi had fans lining up for selfies, kicking his first goal after the siren to secure the 10-point victory. Essendon, 100. Brisbane, 90. <laughs> Showing of the week. <laughs> <laughs> we should have known instantly when we all said the same thing. That's the biggest giveaway of a inbound loss. Maybe we should retrospectively put all of us or the concept of the shoe-in of the week on the shit list. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad idea. Um, maybe if we all fuck I think it up we all have week. to do a punishment, maybe. Just, just add uh, on to the final punishment, but maybe we all just do a collective punishment for that being the first effort of the shoe-in of the week. I think, I think the, the punishment <laughs> has been served already, given that... Um, what, I'm, everyone lost their tip? Well, that too, but I was going to say, given that we have to sit in a room and talk to each other. <laughs> oh, brutal. Yeah. <laughs> it's the second evening this week we've hung out. It's getting a little bit, <laughs> little bit intense for me. Bit off more than I could chew. <laughs> yeah. Um, and hopefully I haven't bit off more than I can chew with the final recap of the week. It's not that long. <laughs> I think it's shorter than the than the Suns one, so we should be okay. It is. I think it's shorter yeah. than the Suns one, but please but, be seated. But speaking of, <laughs> but speaking of Sun, part one and two can be purchased on Amazon, <laughs> paperback or. <laughs> so I was using Suns to segue into Sunday. Um, so this one can, looks shorter than the Suns one. So Suns Day, Arvo um, at Marvel. <laughs> Saw Hawthorne host the Adelaide Crows. Seamless. It was smooth as sandpaper. It was a happy day for Hawks fans with the return of Big Ben McAvoy from his neck injury, relieving some of the pressure from Ned Flanders Reeves in the ruck contest. Um, Reeves started in the ruck while the towering clock started up front for his first game of footy in four months. Um, some of some of us, um, me, were very worried that he wouldn't come back because <laughs> it's a neck injury and he just turned 33. Yeah, yeah he's, he's up there. <laughs> um, crazy. What a, what an effort. Allegedly, he could barely lift um, one kilo weights at the start of his mm. rehab mm. and is now back bench pressing his max from before, which back, back they, didn't, they didn't mention. Baby. So it could be a Ooh. small bench press max. <laughs> just the bar. But um, look, it's better than one kilo each hand, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, for sure. Uh, now, he may have started in the middle, but Ned Reeves was first to put one through the middle after a back and forward six minutes of footy. Harry Morrison followed up shortly after with a snap from in front to make it two. It took a push for Mitch Lewis to get on the scoreboard, one in the back in this case, his free kick opening his account and making it three zip to the Hawks. Adelaide's first piece of nice flowing footy ended in the hands of Tex Walker and then between the goalposts for Adelaide's first major. Tex is now equal second for the most consecutive uh, games scoring at least one goal, tied with Bailey Fritch on 21 games. Wow. Um, and six behind the, the all-time record, uh, Buddy Franklin on a 27-game goal-scoring streak. Huge. Massive. Um, Mitch Lewis then hit back clearly wanting to be the best big forward on the ground, kicking two goals in a, mi- uh, a minute apart to stack on Hawthorne's total. 
the luck of the Irish had Connor um, Mount, uh, oh sorry, Connor Must Ash kick the final goal of the quarter. Hawks up by 31 points. The Crows look to start chiseling away at the Hawks' lead early in the second with uh, Darcy Fogarty's massive shoulders helping him find some space in the goal square for a mark and an easy goal. A Luke Bruce attempt from the pocket went wayward and ended up in the hands of Mitch Lewis, who brushed a tackle and nailed his fourth of the game. Loves a goal, that guy. Or four. Or four, yeah, exactly. Perhaps five. Don't skip ahead. (laughs) (laughs) It was uh, was Bruce to Lewis for the next goal. Mitch, uh, the combo... Combined, oh, that's English poor. (laughs) (laughs) Wowzers. The combo uh, combining for Mitch's fifth goal of the game, tying his career-high goal tally, logged against Port in round two this season. Mm, Loves it against Adelaide teams. Interesting. Would you believe... Lock that stat in. They then changed uh, who was on him for the remainder of the game. Oh, shocker. Yeah. No, I didn't write down who that was and then who they switched him to, but he dried up. Hmm. So, effective, perhaps. Interesting. Um, it was then a much tighter 15 minutes that saw both sides fail to hit the scoreboard before Riley grabbed six out of the till, Thorpe, for the Crows. <laughs> <laughs> the dangerous halfback, Jarman, hadn't been impish. His effort in running out of the back this half uh, was then topped off with a goal just before the main break. The entire third quarter saw two goals. Yikes. Both for the Crows. Um, ben had the keys for Riley's till, Thorpe. Both of them grabbing six points each for the quarter. It could have been a three-goal quarter for the Crows, but Brody Smith dawdled at the end of a fast-flowing chain from the Crows, allowing the man with the mow, Connor Nash, to catch up from behind and mow him down for holding the ball. Just on 50 as well, I might add, so he probably could have kicked it. Mm. Um, so, suck it. Jaff gave McHenry some McValue by holding him after he took the mark, giving him 50 for free, and Adelaide's first for the fourth quarter. With sights of an Adelaide comeback on the cards, the Hawks left their defensive 50, and with a couple of clever passes, had O'Meara in front with a set shot, which he put through for a major to extend the lead back out to four. Luke Bruce then followed up and reminded everyone just how good he is, brushing off tackles and snapping himself a goal. Shortly after, while all cameras were pointed at Mitch Lewis lying on the ground, uh, Kashitsky seemingly drew a free kick on the goal line for contact below the knees. Couldn't really tell, given that all of the, literally all of the cameras were on Mitch Lewis at this point. Um, but all Do I know something. is, all I know is that, bef- well, yeah, he's just on the ground. Play is continuing. The ball looked like it had went through for a behind, mm. but it bounced on the line, and I think the Crows defender fell over. Mm. And then Kashitsky's like, hmm. <laughs> All right. And um, in a desperate attempt, um, the Crows defender, I guess, perhaps swiped at his legs because I didn't see him get up at this point. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, he got the Hawks' third goal in a row. Um, in an effort to reduce the Crows' pain, Wayne, Malera, and Darcy Fogarty kicked goals back to back. But the quarter was set to end with another Hawthorne goal, Luke Bruce's second for the game. Final score 13 8 86 to Crows 8 6 54. Nice. Not bad. I thought that game was going to be a lot closer. Like mm. 10 points in it. Mm. I didn't. Adelaide suck. I don't like them. <laughs> um, two notes. I mentioned in my first recap that I was going to rag on afl.com.au again. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, 
Their official match recap called John Newcomb Duke Newcomb, which They're we listening. have on record. They're listening. Me saying that weeks ago. It's taken them until round 17 to think of this. I'm 75% certain I made the joke. Nice one, my dumb very dumb. first recap. So yeah. yep. it's just it's just blatant plagiarism. <laughs> um, and our lawyers will be in touch. Yep. Our um, people will be in touch with your people, yep. AFL. Zach's writing that down. With fans like Zach paying us thousands of dollars a month. We've we got a have massive bankroll. We can go for days. Surely bigger than the AFL at this point. Yep. They have debts. Easy. We have nothing. That's right. They had to take out that billion dollar loan against Marvel Stadium. So good luck taking us down. We don't even have any assets. The the, everything we have it's is all personally cash. owned. All cash. <laughs> we're coming for you. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna sink this ship. Um, worst case, but <laughs> we're gonna make a point. You did it, boys. You cancelled. It was AFL. my original thought, and I'm sick of big AFL shitting on the little guy. Exactly. <laughs> it's gone too far. It really has. Um, in a uh, happier note. Um, I've written here Hawthorne's 100th win as a club, but I, <laughs> I missed a zero. Woo-hoo. It was Hawthorne's 1,000th win. <laughs> um, Slight difference. They are the eighth club in VFL AFL history to hit that um, milestone. Good effort. So good effort to them. And I was very happy <laughs> to see that um, in reality, the boys have actually been sandbagging Mm. All these other weeks mm. because they wanted their captain, Must be it. Big Ben, out there to enjoy the thousandth win with the boys. What a great team. It's just really nice. You know, he's had he's had his two premierships <clears throat> um as a Ruckman and now he's got his thousandth win as club captain. Mm-hmm. Like that's just It's pretty special. Pretty good. To to throw away nine out of ten games. Just to um, just, ju- um, make sure he's on that. Just record. to make sure he's on the record. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's immense. Um, <laughs> that's a great effort. Throw away. <laughs> well, oh. some of their losses could be described as getting thrown away. So that's fair. Um, I think it plays out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keelan, mm. when Matt's done with his recap, if he doesn't mention it, remind me to throw in a stat at the end of his recap that I found. Oh. There definitely won't be a stat. Okay. Yeah. What a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Over to Carlton Football Club, West Coast Eagles. A man on the West Coast woke up to find his dog dead, wife gone, and car broken down. And that was just the first quarter for the poor Eagles. Eager to forget and move on, but the Blues were rocking and rhyming getting out to a 34-point lead. As the smoky bar filled up and the drinks began to flow, Carlton did what blues musicians do best. Pass out face down and vomit and almost <laughs> OD as the Eagles screeched into halftime, kicking seven goals, three in the second term. As we all know, blues is just jazz with more drugs and alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Much more fans too, you could argue. Yeah. Amen. The horror show wasn't over yet, but the Eagles had increased their odds of survival, upgrading from loud, chubby black guy to white teen bimbo. Horror fan reference? Yep, I was just thinking of a funny horror movie, but couldn't, so... (laughs) Unfortunate. The Carlton boys 
sat in the locker room feeling sorry for themselves. Alcohol withdrawals had them seeing the blue devils, so it was back on the drink. The third term saw the eagles soaring in high altitude, closing the gap to 10. But these birds wouldn't be the ones to down the Twin Towers. Kurnow and Mackay proved too dominant. (laughs) Carlton kicked the remaining seven goals of the game, much to the delight of their Korean fans, who are big fans of Seoul. (laughs) (laughs) Eagles coach Adam Simpson, in a post-game interview, said he is committed to the Eagles and is contracted till 2024. He also added, the loss was disappointing and I'm real sad since I also lost my guitar and can't even play the blues anymore. Carlton win 116 to 53. Beautiful. Thanks. Well, I wouldn't use that adjective. (laughs) (laughs) So here's a little stat for you about this game. So this is only the ninth time in VFL-AFL history that a side has gone scoreless in quarter one and quarter four of the same game. (laughs) Ninth time. Wow. The first time since round 12, St Kilda versus South Melbourne in 1919. (laughs) Oh, Oh, my. 103 years since the last time this happened. South Melbourne. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's rude. <laughs> that's that's a bad one to have. <laughs> I thought you were jimming out some sports bet. No. Here we all three thought. goals in the second quarter <laughs> downwind. <laughs> <laughs> the the recommended tips pre-game. That's a legitimately bad record. Oh yeah. Here we thought they were done setting dodgy records. Um I thought they were going to leave it all to North for the <laughs> rest of the don't season. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Hold my beer, they said. Exactly. Um, but uh, now on to... Before we go to next week's tips, I just want to touch on how good mine were last week. I'm on the way up. I got yeah. seven out of nine. Ooh. Nice. Um, which, shoe-in of the week was one of the two that I butchered. I mean, I would so, argue my tips were even nicer. Yeah, all right, did you get 8 out of 9? No, no, 6 out of 9. Nice. Because <laughs> <laughs> I flip-flopped over to Melbourne. Mm. I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah, well, look, um, I think let's let's tip this week and um, get ready to get the shoe-in of the week completely wrong yet again. <laughs> <laughs> um, first game. Marvel Stadium tomorrow night. Bulldogs. Yeah, can't miss this tip, luckily. Yeah, I was. I went to put mine in earlier as we were talking about NRL. I was like, ooh, tips. Mm. And then... All good. Was good for everything. Yeah. So good. Um, but yeah, Bulldogs playing St. Kilda at the Marvel. Yep. I have Bulldogs. I have Bulldogs as well. Doesn't matter uh, who you tip. I'm going to... Well, cool. I'm going to switch to St. Kilda just yep. for the culture. Okay. I'm still back in the dogs, I reckon. Well, I'm just going off the <laughs> theory um, and also going off a little theory I have in my head that maybe the viewers will appreciate if we have a running bit like this. Um, please don't send That's me true. any me- messages if you don't like it. And this is a theory <laughs> in the scientific term of theory. 
hypothesis, isn't it? Such as gravity being a theory. It's a fact. <laughs> it doesn't Why matter. Did you wh- say that when I was taking a drink. <laughs> it doesn't matter what I tip in the St Kilda games. I'll be wrong. They're on the shit list for the a reason. Theory of folks. relativity. <laughs> yeah, multiple entries. All right, yep. next game: uh, Collingwood, Adelaide. Mm. Adelaide, Adelaide Oval. Yeah. We don't always read them backwards here, but when we do, they're 90% Matt reading them backwards. Mm, this is um, true. <laughs> this is an example of that 10%. I have Collingwood. Collingwood as well. I think the odds are a little bit rough. Uh, mm, yeah. I think Adelaide should be maybe $3. Watch me buy those A bit words. of juice, a bit of multi-juice. $1.54 on the pies. Minus 9.5 on the line, Matty. Bit of, sprinkle a bit of that, yeah. maybe. I would. The, I, th- I think the Crows are in decent form. Mm. Did you watch the last game? They have their weaknesses, but Tex is playing incredibly well. And he did just re-sign for another season as well. Yep. Yeah, but as Texas is in America... <laughs> yep, um, it's in too. No, oh, okay. Well, it... <laughs> my joke works the border. geographic... Is it down near the border? Mm. Okay, so it works on both accounts because mm. I was going to say geographically it's at the bottom. It's holding up a lot of weight. If we're looking at a map, it's at the bottom, foundational, if you will. Um, <laughs> and that's what I'm trying to say. Tex is trying to carry a lot, mm. um, but there's a lot of other states that he's trying to hold the weight of. That's true. They do have Shane McAdam coming back in, so he should help out in the fall. Well, hopefully him, his return isn't Colin. a shame McAdam. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, All excellent right. Yeah, sorry um, Collingwood Probably the safe pick Yeah Yeah Should we win perhaps, Matty? Maybe Perhaps um, Greater Western Sydney Giants Versus Brisbane Lions At the Honeyfield They've burned us Oval. before <laughs> The Honeyfield I have the Lions I have the Lions as well But there's Not a fucking chance That I'm putting the Lions down For shoe in nah. of the week Not a chance here No nah. They're gone. Um, the next game is ineligible for shoe-in of the week because it's oh. North <laughs> against Richmond, and that would just be cheating. <laughs> ineligible. Yeah, I think Richmond uh, win this. I think they do, but based on what North Melbourne put together last week yep. and yeah. the old bounce-back game after a coach is sacked yep. theory, which is a fact sort of theory, Shoe-in of the week, perhaps? Definitely sprinkle plus 44 and a half. Is that the line they've been given? Mm. That'd be rude not to take that. Tigers will be reeling from their uh, loss to the Suns. I believe uh, four players got axed from memory when I was looking at the team lineup before. Ouch. By oh, is that including Hardwick? Tom Lynch? Is he still out? <laughs> uh, I think he's yeah injured, injured. Sore. Um, Sprinkle the line, but I think Richmond will win. Did I hear Matt mention that he's going to put North as shoe-in of the week? Absolutely not. (laughs) So I just wanted to get that on on the record, Um, not as a passing comment. It it was followed by a mayhaps. Yeah, cool. Um, G. Long Carlton. I've read it backwards. What have you done to me? Carlton against G. Long. Is this at the MCG? I don't have that on my screen. It is at the G. It is at the MCG. Um, What's the forecast? Don't know. Geelong. Yeah, I think that's comfortable. Um, Minus seven and a half too. Maybe a little sprinkle on there. Get a bit more value. You're going to get 
sore fingers or something if you're sprinkling <laughs> this much. Um, Turn into Salt Bay in a second. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Frio against Sydney should be a interesting game. At Optus. Um, Unfortunately, it's going to be clear on Saturday night. As we know, I've Frio tip- has uh, an affliction with losing in the wet. Yeah. I've tipped Sydney just for the vibes. <laughs> but I wouldn't be surprised if Fremantle won. I've tipped Frio because I need to recoup some spots in this tipping comp. Yeah, yeah, and fair I enough. Can't make that many ballsy decisions. I'm I'm way down in both codes, so yeah, I'm not winning anything. So there's no point. I'm trying to make my AFL cannon. tips not completely tank my weighting with my decent NRL tips. Yeah, so. yeah, yep. Fair enough. Um, did we make a rule that we can't show in the opposition of West Coast? Um, I don't believe I think it was I just north hey? It was just north um, Because West Coast Have a decent Squad When they're all in Yeah Because I might shoe in Hawthorne this week It's ballsy Where's it being played? Ooh. At the G Okay Yeah uh, I've tipped Hawthorne here as well That's a bold shoe in I, I think I think West Coast Could definitely Fire back I think um, I don't think it's A bold shoe in at all Because it is the game with the best odds, um, <laughs> besides the North game, which we're not allowed to pick the opposition of North. So I think it is an absolutely vanilla as fuck choice, and I'm really sorry about that. The bookies wouldn't lie. Shocker! Nick Natnu f- is injured again. To the fans, no uh, way. Colour me surprised. Did he play last week? Yeah. Okay, that changes things. Hawthorne minus 32 and a half. Mm. <laughs> Looking tempting. No, Hawthorne, Hawthorne to win. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. I don't know where this next stadium is. Uh, Alice Springs. Melbourne versus Port Adelaide. Melbourne play host to Port Adelaide in Alice Springs. So, huh. Port Adelaide is the closest. Yep, no time difference. Melbourne have to go back. Melbourne half will an hour. be jet lagged. <laughs> <laughs> but I still have Melbourne, funnily enough. I'm going to pick Melbourne as well. Not a lot of water in Alice Springs. No. So I think the the dock workers of Port Adelaide are going to be... A bit lost. Yeah, absolutely fucking scratching their heads. Um, and then Essendon against Gold Coast. At Marvel. I have Gold Coast. Uh, Gold Coast. Yep. Yeah. You'd love to see Gold Coast win. Now, can I have some shoe-ins from the boys, please? Um, Would have liked it if you'd done them on the way through the games, but... Uh, it's fine. I'm gonna have to take Brisbane v Giants. <laughs> he's going Bri- as in your you're you're choosing Brisbane to lose. The Brisbane Lions are the shoe in of the week against. <laughs> he's locking in Brisbane two weeks in a row. The Giants. Good. I'm color coding last week's last week's tips on this to red as fuck because they're bad. Um, and so we have currently Brisbane Hawks and then. Um, I'm going to go Gold Coast. Ooh, last game that around. was one of the tightest games, um, odds wise. I think it was ten cents in it when I was just looking. Uh, yep, legitimate pick'em. The that's, line is plus half, minus half. That's a genuinely respectable showing, as opposed to the other locks. More or less. Mm. 
you literally called mine ballsy. Pre-Nicknat new information. <laughs> One man don't make no team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nat Five also be like, hey. <laughs> um, cool. So, um, shall we see which snags ended up in bags? Certainly. Last uh, week. For those wondering, the shoe in multi this week would be paying out three dollars thirty-five on Sportsbet. Other punting agencies are available. Points bet, for example. Points bet. Lad brokes. Neds. Back yourself. Lad points. Ned blokes. Sports <laughs> Ned. <laughs> they all pop up. They Stupid, all sexy names. sports Ned. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Snagbaggers. Decent this week. Uh, so, of the three out of the four that played, um, we had Team English, Sam Day, and Josh Kennedy. All register goals, 1-1 one, one and 2 respectively. James Peatling for the Giants. Uh, tough day at the office for the Giants with 3-11, and I believe Jesse Hogan scored two of them, so I was sort of banking on Peatling having the other one. <laughs> mm. um, so unlucky, combined four goals, three. Um, so not not terrible, not the worst week as a snag baggers. So if you were to bet $10 respectively, mm. you would have made yourself a neat little, tidy little profit. Well, not if it was a multi, right? Not, not yeah. if it was a multi. No, no. absolutely. I, no. So you suggest everyone puts this down individually? Yep. Yeah, okay. I think so. Um, yeah, it would have made a, a little bit. Josh Kennedy from the Eagles would have probably been paying like a dollar fifty to kick two. Mm. Loves yep. a goal. Tim English was a good price. Sam Day was a dollar fifty. So yep. not too bad. The list is extensive this week. Oh, yeah, I've got a few. Um, <laughs> So, round 18 snag baggers. We've got Buku Kamas from the Bulldogs. Uh, Shane McAdam for the Crows. Daniel McStay for the Lions. Jamie Cripps for the Eagles. Sam Wiedemann is going to be smoking one for the Demons. Uh, Alex Waterman. Oh, sorry. Alec Waterman for the Bombers. And Isaac Rankin back in from COVID protocols for two. Ooh. <laughs> so, I noticed you made a joke regarding Sam's last name. Yes. Um, very disappointed there wasn't one regarding Alex's last name. Should, could have just said... Bobby Boucher. <laughs> Ro- Robert Boucher, if you will. The water man as Bob- opposed to the Robert water boy. Robert Boucher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Brilliant uh, movie. We'll leave it for the recaps next week, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're taking all our content early. <laughs> <laughs> now... We've covered the only piece of AFL news, allegedly, we have. Yeah, I mean, um, there is other AFL news, but... Other AFL news may be available. <coughs> uh, biggest thing is the um, the fact that uh, David Noble and North have broken up yep. this week. North. Um, <laughs> Matty said he was a shit coach anyway, so he doesn't care, which is great. Yep. Um, <laughs> wouldn't be surprised if we had a no. <laughs> new coach bounce back game. <laughs> Definitely not a shit guy. <laughs> uh, unfair for anyone to be handed that list. Oh, exactly. I, I think any coach that gets a bad team and gets, you know, a season or less or even less than two seasons to turn them around yep. is not given a fair shake. Absolutely not. Simple as that. Like, you look at the Suns, they've stuck with Stewie Jew for a few years now and yep. have signed him on for two more yep. because of, like... They sucked. They were bad. And 
these things take time to rebuild and just unfortunate for David Noble that he's had the finger pointed at him. Yep. Save a few uh, executives. Their jobs. Heads from rolling. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, but there is a camp of... Uh, nor- There's a lot of... A lot of different stuff you'll find online, but there is a camp of North supporters that believe David Noble is an excellent managerial type of guy, really understands systems well, mm. but perhaps may not be the best coach. Mm. Um, because despite the list, North had 300-point blowouts already. Yep. And uh, just really regressed this season. Unfortunately, that's true. But Ma- he might be more suited to an assistant coach role, perhaps. Yeah. Either way, d- done dirty. Mm-hmm. Any way you look at it. Yep. Exactly. Sadness in it. Um. All right. No other important news in the NFL. I don't think. Really. I have. I have nothing, which is unusual that I have saved nothing from my Facebook to my podcast folder this week so mm-hmm. that's um yep quiet week the Sorry, only fans. thing remotely i didn't i didn't save it because it was speculation is where buddy's gonna play next year yeah Ooh. there's a bit of talk around that um, but given that it's all up in the air yep it's um, alleged. i think we should wait until a mark has been taken or perhaps dropped yeah um, <laughs> until we've got something to yeah. go with um uh that and more to come next week um, perhaps. <laughs> Zach's getting a little bit angry, uh, <laughs> wondering where where the thousand dollars is going towards. <laughs> well, um, but he's already paid us, so Tough yeah, movies. idiot. Um, now the NBA tr- trade period potential moves I have listed <laughs> here. Um, yes, so there's already been a few moves in the NBA. Um, a lot of sits. A lot of sits. Uh, John Walter, the Clippers, is a huge one. That's pretty tasty. But I just wanted to raise, there's a couple of big names out there that haven't quite landed. They're up in the air. Mm. And they haven't quite landed. Okay. Potentially disgruntled players themselves or disgruntled organizations slash fan bases. Where do we think Kevin Durant's going to land? I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I'm 75% certain we just skipped over Buddy Franklin because it was speculation. And what? now we're here, smack bang in the middle of Speculation City, and I'm going to say he's um, he's going to wherever pays him the most. Oh, that's a hot take. Um, interesting. Well, given he has a signed contract already, the pay is going to be the same. It's just whoever can give Brooklyn the most in return for him. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Uh, apologies. Would you like him back at Golden State? Because I would not like him back at the Thunder. We yeah, don't need him. I'm no. fine. Clear- fine. Yeah. <laughs> Having a pass on that one. Yeah. I'll, no, thank you. Yeah. I'll, Thund- wait, I'll wait it out. Thunder fans being as loud and rowdy and loyal as they are, it would be disgraceful to let him slither back into your home. Mm. Mm-hmm. A snake is still a snake. <laughs> yeah, no matter how you look at it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Russell Westbrook. Would no. you take him back? Yes. Yeah. In, in a heartbeat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. He uh, needs to concede himself to 
six man. You think so? Well, what's he, 33, something like mm. that? But he's a still a hard competitor. Imagine trucking along, your starters go for a rest, and then your bench has to Deal with get, in, get in the way of Westbrook. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> He'll just burn them all to the ground. That'd right. be kind of saucy, actually. Yeah. yeah. The more I think about it, the more I like it. Yeah. His, ki- his kids are getting older. Family means a lot to him mm. and sense of community. If he potentially went to OKC as a six man and could retire there, he would be welcomed back with open arms. That Who's the five players starting before him? Josh Giddy. Thank you. Thank you. That's all Chet I want to <laughs> Yeah. Of, yeah. Uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Okay. Lugens Dort. And. Hmm. I'm going to say. Uh, Poku just for the fun of it so we can have the thin towers under the hoop and run that really <laughs> tall line up. <laughs> That'd be... Yeah. Incredible. And then I'd watch Rask that. just burning in off the bench. For a triple-double. Yeah. Off the bench. <laughs> off the bench. <laughs> That'd be so cool. Could they afford it? Could they afford him? I don't know. It's a lot of money. He's mm. still got a massive contract. He's, He's done well for himself. Yeah. He's played with three teams in three seasons, though. <laughs> he's shipped around. He's still got two years left on his five-year, like $40 million a season deal. <laughs> he's getting paid. Not as good as John Wall, though. Hasn't played, like, in the past three years and got, like, 120 mil oh. sitting around. Yo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's saucy. Pretty good. Um, Kyrie Irving to the Lakers. Link up with LeBron again. I don't know. That'd be kind of nasty. Does LA have any rules regarding vaccination? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, okay. He might go there then. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Try and get away from Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Exactly. The greater New York area, if you will. <laughs> Man, what about Simmons? Will he ever play again? I mean, yeah, probably he'll play again. You think yeah. so? Shanghai yeah. Sharks, maybe? <laughs> I was going to say um, D-League, but uh, we'll take him. Yeah. Look. Imagine if we had Ben Simmons on our lineup. We'd probably have worse shot accuracy. <laughs> Brutal. Look, I'm still high from my win. Um, yeah, that's true. That's true. Absolutely blowing wind in our sails. <laughs> Excellent stuff. All right, let's skip this. Uh, you got any football in it before we get to late items? Um, oh, I mentioned to Maddie earlier. So there was a preseason game in Bangkok. Uh, Liverpool played. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Liverpool played um, Manchester thinking, United. Thinking about the old um, capital of Thailand trick. Yeah. 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 Um, don't want to mix that one up. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not other um, Asian capitals such as Kuala Lumpur, etc. Mm, um, exactly. Exactly. Now, <laughs> so we had a very important game played in Bangkok, did we? Oh, it was a very important game. Um, they're definitely not mad that Liverpool didn't take it seriously. Um, obviously, all the all the fans in Bangkok. Um, as with the rest of Asia, allegedly all love red. 
So this was battle of the two red teams. In theory, two biggest player bases. They in weren't that. both wearing red, were they? They weren't both wearing <laughs> red, no. Liverpool were wearing their new jerseys, their new away jerseys, which are white with like... It's influenced by uh, by the music scene in Liverpool. So it's it's like it's got the vibrant it. lines all over it. No, it doesn't have the Beatles on. That'd be cool though, actually. <laughs> That'd be a big brand deal. Oh my God. But when you look at the lineups, something doesn't line up at all. <laughs> um, so you have the usual very standard from the end of last year um, United lineup, except Ronaldo's not there because of alleged personal reasons. Maybe he's going to somewhere else. Um, speculation. Martial was playing a striker. Okay. Instead, against um, a Liverpool lineup which had three, now uh, four first team players. Oh yeah, on their first lineup, and then if you look at the substitutes list, there is another two lineups worth of players because Jurgen made substitutes every thirty minutes, and given that it was it's a friendly competition. Um, he didn't give a shit. Um, was, was he just changing whole lines of players like in ice hockey? So if every thirty minutes. Look, we're currently at what are we? We're going for about an hour and thirty-seven minutes so far, maybe a little bit less. But if I read the list of substitutions here, we will easily cap out at two hours. <laughs> <laughs> it is insanity. Um, and was he just giving everyone in the crowd a run or what? There's some names here that must have like just come <laughs> just come up from academy or something because like yeah oh my god he made a goalkeeper substitution as well maybe two no the second the, sorry the third goalkeeper did not make it on oh, unlucky so singular goalkeeper substitution what was the score um, four nil to, to United like well yeah makes sense it looks it looks like um. United also substituted on a, a, a great deal of players. Mm. Um, but they're players like Eric Bailly, Alex Tellez, Aaron Wambasaka, Donny van der Beek, Anthony Alanga, who, I mean, they're all, they're all kind of like meh, Balls, but they yeah, got yeah. a lot of minutes in United's first team last season. Mm. So that's where United are sitting at the moment. It's not. It's scary how underpowered they are. They should have beaten Liverpool by like a bajillion to nil. Yeah, it's not um, like they put in United's third Sunday League team like what Liverpool did. Yeah. Yep. Um, it's like the whole back line is young for Liverpool on that first lineup, and yeah, look, fair enough. Uh, man, you touched down in. Australia today, I believe. Uh, or yep. was that just Rashford by himself hanging out? No, they did a <laughs> training session this morning or last night. Mm-hmm. So I saw Aston Villa was hanging out with the Wallabies as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. So Aston Villa and Leeds are playing uh, in a little cup mm-hmm. with Brisbane Raw. Yep. Um, there was a game tonight that I wanted to go to. Unlucky. There's a game on <laughs> Sunday, um, which. I'm not going to go to. Unlucky. Um, and there was, and there's another game at some other time, but I think that game was uh, the Redcliffe Stadium game. Yeah. So fuck no. Um, <laughs> Absolute scenes. Yeah, but flares. 
mobs out. I have a theory that out of the it's a th- out of the three games or whatever they're playing, the the game that'll sell the most will be the two English teams against each other. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, probably. I think Leeds must play. I think Leeds must play Brisbane Raw tonight or something. They do here on the Gold Coast. Yep, at Seabus. So when I was in surface today for work, um, there was about a bajillion and a half Leeds shirts. Uh, strewn all over the place. <laughs> Makes um, sense. Very pale men walking around this <laughs> <service> paradise. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so that lines up. Is the game being played right now? Yeah, probably. Yep. What's the score? Uh, great question. It's not not telling me. Give me one My second. Leads. Does it come with the football team straight away? Wow. It. They don't give a shit. Um, on Google, they don't register this as a competition. <laughs> the, the the next game Leeds play is on the twenty second of July, according to Google, and the last game they played was on the eighth of July. So we don't matter. Um, that hurts. <laughs> hurts a little bit. Yeah, I mean, this game's probably streamed on uh, halftime. Leeds two one. Huh. Well, not bad. I really wish I could see the lineups, um, but also Would Leeds, Leeds uh, magical winger Rafinha is off to Barcelona, and he was probably the oh, and Calvin Phillips is at Man City now. So like my two favorite players for them are now. See you later. Mm. Mm. Um, I would love to see Aston Villa play, given Coutinho and. Stevie G, but uh, it is what it is. Uh, here you go. Oh, there's the screenshot from Twitter on this article. Uh, unknown keeper. <laughs> Shocker. Uh, no, they got a. They got like they got a couple of stars playing. I mean, their lineup's probably going to be crazy different um, this year, anyway, due to how many people they. Or offloading, so, um, but like Rafinha, did, did I see Rafinha in there, or was it? It was another name starting with R. Uh, Rodrigo. Rodrigo. Rocker. Yeah. 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 So, interesting player. Um, but yeah, not as exciting as they could be, but also they kind of fell apart a little last year, so unfortunate. Fair enough. All right, one last bit of other news. Uh, other other news. Not other other news. No, no NRL news. No, no. Um, just other news. This could be called sad news if I'm going to be completely honest. Yeah, economics news perhaps. This one. Um, so inflation has officially hit everyone hard now. Bunnings increasing the price of the Bunnings snag to three dollars fifty from two dollars fifty. Now, if you were perhaps a local charitable group who did a Sausage sizzle last weekend. You'd be really mad at your schedule. Oh, decisions. you'd be mad this weekend, wouldn't you? Yeah. Ropeable. Absolutely ropeable because your profit margin. You'd want to string someone up, perhaps. <laughs> <sighs> Sausages, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, now, <laughs> $3.50 for a snag. The only Oh, I'm okay with paying for that because that's a include- bunning snag that tastes better. That's fair. Does it include the onion, though? Yes. No one fucking charges more for onion. Onion still included. Um, 
source of choice or seven. Yeah, <laughs> that's um, true. Um, I think I'll still get two next time I'm at Bindings. Obviously, the main reason is that more profit then goes to the charity or organisation of choice. Yeah, given the cost yep. increasing and like the, like there's a significant volunteer man hours situation. Yes, and absolutely. so the the price to benefit for two dollars fifty allegedly, according to the angry Facebook comments I was reading, has not been good the last couple of months. Look, if you get a wage increase of 5% in the year, whatever. Good luck keeping up with the 9% increase of, of inflation Whoops. or the 40% increase on the price of budding snacks is all I'm saying. <laughs> We're well and truly behind now on our wages. Yep. Um, whether that means you're just going to have to... <sighs> it works out better, to be perfectly honest. Instead of buying... So normally when I go to Bunnings, right, I don't go in for very expensive things. Okay. Um, okay. But if I have to go in and get, say, a hose, <laughs> right, perhaps yeah. one of an appropriate length for a smaller backyard. No, it was pretty long for a small backyard. Um, <laughs> my backyard's even. actually quite, quite big. If you run it from what, it, whatever, it's fine. Um, Gets bigger when excited. <laughs> when it's engorged with water, it's. <laughs> A bit bigger as when well. When there is liquid flowing through it, yes. Um, now, I don't get the Good cheapest. I, so, I, I, so for example, the Any hose. Trouble? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> when you go to I don't get for the cheap option. Yeah, right. I don't get the most expensive option. I get the middle ground option. Gotcha. Now, my snag buying habit is not going to change. Yep. Yes. But the money has to come from somewhere. So I'm going to be buying the 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 lower end product from actually inside Bunnings um, for more snag economy. It's yeah. an ethical thing to do. Better snag economy. Yeah. Uh, it it works out because now snagging a drink is around five dollars. I don't often get the get the beverage because they are stupid and get Coke Zero cans instead of Pepsi Max. That's true, but. I think, especially a summer's day, mm. ice cold solo out of the Bunnings Esky hits different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it like does. Like, you can barely taste the lemon, it's so cold. It it hits different when Not you bad. slip on your onion and start falling to the ground and then the can hits you in the <laughs> But it's a nice round $5. As a man who often has $5 notes, I, I appreciate that. I'm unaware of what cash is. Um, okay. I'm intrigued by your often having of $5 notes. Uh, I don't know. I just like to keep them. I'll break bigger notes down hmm. with whatever the cost of something is to ensure that I usually get too. a $5 note. You shouldn't note. be going around breaking them down. <laughs> 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 belittling yeah. them I don't know I like to keep them occasionally I'll like save them up for quite a while and then nice. go throw them in the bank but a crisp yeah. pink five mm-hmm. exactly just to soon to be just to make, yeah just to make sure the bank keeps printing them I keep <laughs> using them <laughs> well five cents on the other hand no, get rid of them absolutely $3.50 Bunning Snake world <laughs> oh, we should just round all our prices to the nearest dollar and fuck the silver off um, but round down, sorry, for the consumer. Round down. <laughs> <laughs> um, and on that bombshell. Oh, we haven't flipped a coin yet. Oh, fuck. Goodness me. I didn't bring the that, iPad, so good thing we've started tracking it on the spreadsheet. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, 
far out. We almost left without doing the thing that everyone's here to listen to. Zach's in tears right now. <laughs> <laughs> he can He's barely keep himself. <laughs> I even went through and thought I had opened all the appropriate spreadsheets um, for tracking information this week um, mm. and instead failed to open the most important of all. Now, currently, it is Isaac's turn to flip. Ooh. Ooh. Now, this screen's very bright, so I'm going to need you to look away or... Okay. Yeah. I'll look this way. I'll, got, I'll look this way because there's a glass over there that's reflecting as well. Um, <laughs> maybe if we just get Zach to come over and put his hands over your eyes. Yep. Yeah, come on, come on over, Zachy. Yep, right there. A little this, bit higher. This could be any one lower. of you for the cheap, cheap price of $1,000. Bargain. And you get to pick the week beforehand. So whichever one of us you want to touch the most, you can figure out who has the flip and exactly. then come and cover their eyes. Exactly. Um, and Isaac just made a pun with Zach's name. That's an extra 250. <laughs> um, Zach's on the 1250 a month tier. Now, all right, we're here to, for the flip. Tails. <laughs> Fails. Heads. Oh. Wow. Tell the, me the stats, though. The way you hit us with the fails. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. Uh, yeah, like an arrow sorry. through the heart. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. So, I don't know how to edit Matt's spreadsheets. Uh, like edit the the the, uh, the graphs don't live update, but the but should. the worldwide well it's not okay unless it did without me looking. Let me see if I delete it. Yeah, it did not live update, champ. Ah, uh, unfortunate. Tell me the stats. The worldwide stats have us on fifty four percent tails. Heads was truly due. Heads is due. Yeah. What can you say? Um bound to happen at some we've point. been saying that for weeks and <laughs> finally flipped heads um now that would put isaac Blue on five wins out of seven it'd have to be seven six i think i thought because we're approaching round 17 yeah it's six that's your that's your sixth toss oh yeah so that's pretty good hmm all I'm doing is counting here. I'm Fair not enough. counting that wrong. Fair enough. You can look at the data. I feel, I feel like I didn't have a perfect record before. I feel like I was one yeah, off perfect. I think it was four out of five. Oh, no, I added one to your wins. Ah. Um, I, yeah, so no, you're four out of... Uh, yeah, so I was actually four from counting. Six. Yeah, four from not six. Not bad. That, though, is the... Um, <laughs> still the first, first... No, it's not. I lied. I'm fucking shook. I, uh, I'm shaking in my boots. Um, the stat I was going to say was about as useless as um, North. Chuck. So moving oh, on, brutal North. North. <laughs> All right. Please end me. See, <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. Scaring off, bro. I say it, and then you say your shitty thing. I thought I was second to last. No, no, no. You fucked it up the last couple of weeks. Oh, I see. Yeah, from the top. Ah, uh, see you next week. Uro. It's going off. <laughs>